everybody into another edition of the PHNX Suns VIP Lounge. That is right. Brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I am your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. Joined as always, most of the time, uh, by the one and only Saul Bookman. Saul, we're solo on this uh, endeavor this evening. We don't count Jacob behind the Mac tonight. Uh, Rude. (laughs) That's the Phoenix Suns take care of business in New Orleans as they hand the Pelicans the loss 123-110 tonight. Uh, How are you, my man? I got a headache. Oh, you can go. I got this. No, yeah, I mean, everybody else has left. So don't why tease not? me with a good time. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just talk to the people. I, what is perplexed talking about? Mikel Bridges only played defense tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, did I miss something? Like, I swore he hit a three. Perplexed said he only hit, he only had two points, and I was like, what? And Twenty. Like what? Yeah. What are we talking about today? Apparently, biz, uh, perplexed only watched uh, two minutes of this game. And, uh, ah, gotcha. So, <laughs> I, I can't imagine who would do that. So, anyways, a big night for the Suns. Devin Booker leading the way with thirty-three points, nine rebounds, four assists. But I feel like the story of this game came down to the big men tonight. It sounds a little weird because. You look at it and you see, you know, the scoring wasn't there. But Jalen Smith, big first quarter, helped the Suns take uh, a a big lead then. And then Bismack Biombo in the fourth quarter, helping the Suns take a, a take what was down to a two point lead and stretch it to that final thirteen point victory. I, I'm impressed with what uh, Smith and Biombo have been able to do filling in, uh, and in Biombo's case, only in the second game with the team. I mean, yeah, Biombo's a vet. He, you know, he knows how to play the game at a high level. But, yeah, I think even this is kind of exceeding my expectations of what he was going to what he's going to bring once he joined the Suns. Like, he's he's been very good. He's been very good. He's been solid for sure. And tonight, I mean, when he goes up, he goes up. Like, he does not he's mess not around. Afraid. He's no. not afraid of no man. Not even a little bit. Listen to the stat line. This is this is insane for a guy. 16 points, 6 rebounds, uh, 3 assists, 3 blocks, 2 steals, 5 personal fouls. That's filling a box score if I've ever seen it. Yeah, for sure. I, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when, when DA and JaVale come back because now it's like they just went from 2 bigs to 4. And... Well, and that's Frank is still may come back in the near future too. So you're looking at at five potential big men. I think Frank has played his last days as a son after this. The the dude dropped 31 earlier in the year. Like yeah. I don't, I, I don't think they're just going to be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to cut you now. Well, I mean, what did you do after that though? Got hurt. No, he played a couple games. Yeah, then he got, got hurt. hurt. Like he had like thirty-one he, combined points he for the had next a, couple he had games. A hell of a stretch there, though. Look, look. Oh yeah, right. he did. Kaminsky Cole was on fire, and now it has burned down. Okay, but this brings me to a question that we'll talk about throughout the evening. Uh, actually, we'll hold it. Let's talk a little bit more about the game. Then we'll get. <laughs> then we'll get into that I just, question. I just want to fight somebody today. That's we all will, that is. So. We will fight, Mister. I don't like cheese. Don't worry, we'll get there. We will get there. Uh, It's not a hot take. It is a very hot take and not a good one at that. But uh, another all-around team performance, you look at it, uh, 
six guys in double figures, all five starters getting into double figures. Uh, a hell of a shooting night as well overall for the Suns team, but in particular for Mikhail Bridges, who winds up shooting 9 of 13 tonight for 23 points, 5 of 9 from beyond the arc. He had it going on. And then his uh, his front court mate in Cam Johnson also, 18 points, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. He adds in six rebounds. I mean, that's 20 straight games that Cam Johnson has two or more threes. He's found his groove offensively. Uh, if it weren't for foul trouble with Devin Booker uh, in this game and Jalen Smith to a lesser extent, this probably would have been a wire-to-wire blowout. But when he had to sit book, when he was feeling that rhythm, it gave uh, it gave New Orleans a chance to kind of cut that lead. But this is what you like to see, that the offense – clicking on all cylinders for this team. And again, unselfish basketball. Uh, yes. I Listen, this team, even when they cut it to two, I know people were like, oh, my God, what is going on? You know, I was just like, dude, you got Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I mean, what you, what you, and Bismack Biombo. It's going to be all right. Yeah, but who passed him the ball? It was Chris <laughs> Paul. Like, it's going to be all right. And this team is just – Listen, when when they're starting to prove that even when their back is against the wall or it feels like a run is against them, they know how to answer the bell. Yeah. They've done it all season. That's why they're one of the best teams in the NBA. Um, some would argue the best team in the NBA. The best and, team in the um, NBA. And, yeah. Well, you mentioned Chris Paul in passing the Rock. Mm-hmm. 15 assists yep. tonight, 16 the other night, 31 in the last two games combined. Yes, I can do the math. Uh, he had moved into the lead in assists per game. He'll keep that with with 15. I mean, we we started to worry, oh, is he is age catching up, up to him? And all of a sudden, he's back to uh, back to his ways, to drop dropping the rock, you know, to his teammates. Uh, not an awful shooting night, 5 of 11 at 11 points, but didn't have to do much because he was setting up his teammates. I mean, that's what he does. He's That's what he's basically done the entire times with the Suns. Every now and then you get that Chris Paul scoring game, but he's usually trying to defer to his teammates to try and get them um, to try and get them more into the groove, and, and it, it, it usually works. So, um, you know, a good, solid Chris Paul performance. There you go. Yeah, a a typical, a prototypical kind of Chris Paul performance. By the way, hello. I will shout out the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA as much as I want. It's not Suns in four when it's factually true, all right? I'm not guessing. I'm telling a fact about the standings. So, uh, you know, I will you do really, as I please. You really yell that one out. You kind of like, uh, I, you kind of half-assed that, I one, mean, to be honest with the you. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. We had Jacob uh, riding the levels there, which I love. Uh, so, uh, MCG Blue has a question for you, Saul. What do you hate more, uh, McHale's highlighter yellow sneaks or Elf's neon green sneaks? Neon green doesn't go with anything, so it's definitely oh. the neon green one. And it's Alfred Payton wearing them, so yeah, true. you can't hate on McHale there. Uh, MCG Blue. Boom, there you go, Espo. Shout it out, bro. Damn straight, my friend. Damn straight. Brendan King. Bismack should be an all-star. I think we're... Uh, uh, I think we're overreacting a slight bit to two games there. Uh, why, why don't we go to the bar? I feel like it's a night we could use a drink. So sure. Yeah. You and I in particular. I wish I had one. 
<laughs> Tonight, it's Bridges Bourbon because we spent an Oh, we got a bourbon street. glass on there. We do. Look at Look that. Look at that. When we have the actual head of production in tow, we actually get freaking elements that work. <laughs> I got to that. shout out Shane because he put that one in the, the Dropbox for me, but yeah, he set yeah. me up for success there. Man, you stick it to Shane, and then he's the one that actually did it. Yeah. Way to go. Uh, so look, a, a night on Bourbon Street can be difficult. It can be a little all over the place, can be chaotic, very much like this game. Uh, have you ever been to Bourbon Street, Saul? I have. It, you know, funny story. The first time I went to Bourbon Street, um, I walked down an alley to get to Bourbon Street. And then once I got to Bourbon Street, um, some guy was literally shitting on the curb. And that was my introduction to Bourbon Street. That, that was, uh. Also, kind of the third quarter in this game, but uh, look, that is uh, uh, that is basically <laughs> Bourbon Street sitting on the curb for, for you. I mean, honestly, that is, a, and a hurricane is one of the strongest drinks you will will ever have in on Bourbon. Is that Street. the one where you hang it around your neck? That's the one that looks like a gallon tub, and it's just like oh, yeah. fourteen hard alcohols yep. in it. So, uh, <laughs> Espo looks like Wayne Knight from Space Jam. All right, thank you. Uh, in that comment, uh, is that the guy that got spit on by the dinosaur? In, uh, I think it's Newman. In, yeah, it's Newman yeah, from it, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, the one so, from Jurassic uh, Park. So yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I, actually, when you shout out the Phoenix Suns are the best team, that's exactly who you sound like. Nah, uh, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's uh, go to our king of the night as well. Uh, and there's only one man that deserves this. I mean, there's a lot of uh, guys that played well, but Devin Armani Booker. Dropping the 33 with the nine rebounds, four assists. Uh, you know, it, it was a quintessential book game. Shooting well from deep. It was just what we've come to love from him. He was averaging 28 uh, and a half coming into this game. So he exceeds that. And I believe it is he scored uh, four, four of his last five games. He's had 30 points or more. So Devin Booker uh, playing spectacular out there and we want to remind you if you want to play spectacular play some spectacular bets our friends over at DraftKings can help you do just that as we've hit the final week in the pro football regular season the final week thank and, goodness and, yeah it feels like it's a 62 week nfl season Man. this year we're also heading into the college football national championship game <laughs> so there's that as well, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to get all of you fans in on the action for this exciting time on the football calendar. New customers can bet just five dollars. Five dollars. Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. Oh, look at that! I don't know who's on that. Is that a Lincoln on there? I don't know what's I don't know. on. I don't know who's on the five, but uh, you can bet one of those. You can put on, five on it. On any. Who's, yeah, who's saying I that? I got five on it. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know who sings it. <laughs> Loonies, baby. All right. Well, I, knew, I hey, know man, the At least reference. you do this. You do the song. The I, like I know the song. I'm terrible with the, with the, <laughs> the harmony names, was a little off, but that's all right. That that is perpetually what I sing. <laughs> uh, so five dollars. You can put five on it on any football team to win their game, and if they do, you are going to get two hundred in uh, free bets. Two hundred dollars in free bets. This so is cringy. Wind down the season with a big. That is the tagline for this show. It's cringy. Uh, so wind down the season with a big win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on football with same game parlays, where you can combine multiple bets into one bigger payout. I thought I hit on a big one and realized I did not 
uh, choose the guy I thought I had in the parlay and oh, lost by a leg. That it sucked. <laughs> I, I thought I won 600 bucks, and I went in there, and I had not won 600 bucks. Oh. But I had only put 10 down, and that's the beauty of a same-game parlay. Put a little down, and you can get a, a big scratch in return. The best part, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Why and, do they call it scratch again? You said you said why they call it scratch, didn't you? I don't remember. I think I will. Well, I'll try to remember. Okay. Jeez, put me on the spot with this. Yeah. I, I, you got to scratch that itch and get some cash, you know, in there. Uh, so you can download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX. And again, put five on it, get 200 out of it. If any te- if the team you bet on in any football game, college or pro, wins, uh, <laughs> that's the promo code PHNX. <laughs> What, what are we doing over here? Do I want to know? I, I don't want to <laughs> Manny know. Manny C., why does Espo always get winded reading the DraftKings spots? <laughs> <laughs> That's promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Remember, 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-A. It's back. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New it? customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for maybe details. Ma- maybe Max put in like somebody else's phone number. <laughs> maybe we were directing it. them to the wrong place <laughs> if they had a gambling problem before. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so let's 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 actually address a few things in the chat. Okay. Today's been a very long day. And we needed the juice. And the juice left ju- the, juice left the building earlier today. Uh, Lindsay had, had to leave. Wait, so Lindsay's she, the juice? She is. She's the only one that hasn't been working all day. She's been chilling. Oh, this is true. Yeah, she came in. She gave us a little juice. She started up a little fight, and then she took off. <laughs> that was it. And so, uh, yeah, it's it, we're not tired or anything like that. Maybe we, we are talking slow, according to Manny. Uh, today he's like, man, I would he's like, usually I watch you guys that. on replay and you guys are just so <laughs> slow. And then somebody asked if we were high. No, I wish. I wish yeah. But no. we, we need that dispensary sponsor so we can be high here in the VIP. There you go. Line. Come on, soul. Uh, hit, Let's hit, go. Us, hit us up. Uh, also, uh, I think it was hello said, uh, if that, it, if you have an itch, please see a doctor. So yeah. we, we will see what we can do. Uh, Derek, Espo doesn't sound anything like Newman. He sounds more like Lindsay <laughs> from Princess Black. Inconceivable! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here we it's go. Such... This is just a weird show. Uh... So I'm just going to get into the topic. Let's tonight. do it. Let's I, do it. Did, this game, a fun one. They get the W. All great and everything. But it got me wondering, right? We talk about it. At one point this season, Frank Kaminsky playing center drops 31. Mm-hmm. We have Bismack Biombo stuff in the sh- stat sheet in game two. We've seen Jalen Smith in the starting role uh, flourish offensively. Is this system simply set up for big men to succeed on the offensive end of the floor? No, it's built for everybody to succeed on the offensive side of the ball. But it just seems to me, when you look at it, that any they're plugging. A good system allows any player on, on the offensive side of the ball to thrive if they have a good night. The thing is, is that it's also predicated on the players and the matchups. The The Pelicans are not worried about Bismack Biombo. They definitely <laughs> nobody, they nobody definitely was. They yeah. definitely would have been more concerned about DeAndre Aiden than they were Bismack because they would have tried to cut off those, you know, those nice little dimes that that Chris Paul was was making. And then obviously 
when you're talking about, um, you know, uh, I was going to say Coach K, Jesus, Frank, Frank Kaminsky, he's a different kind of center. He likes to play more on the perimeter. Um, he gets some opportunities, but I don't think the system in itself is 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 built to make opportunities for the bigs um, any easier than than you know book coming off a screen. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even feel, know what the fuck I'm saying. Uh, oh wow, <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from, but for me, I you know, and and Doug in the chat, Doug Allen in the chat makes a good point. He says Chris Paul makes every center look good. Yeah. I mean, we saw this effect with uh, with Steve Nash back in the day too. He made Stephen Hunter and Marcin Gortat and and guys like that get paydays because of his ability to set them up. But for me, it feels like, yes, you can plug and play any big man and they can put up some numbers here. You're going to get rebounds because especially with Jay Crowder out, there's not a lot of people who have, this is true. have rebounding ability on this roster right now. Right. Yeah. You're not a lot of big, a lot of bigs that are, that are crashing the board. So rebounds are going to come to whoever's playing that center spot. Then you look at it. And and to me, offensively, when you have a team that shoots a lot, there's going to be second chance opportunities. Uh, when you've got Chris Paul and Devin Booker, there's going to be rolling the basket opportunities, pick and roll opportunities. So offensively, yes, there is a, a lot of chance for big men to score. But I don't think this diminishes. A lot of people are using this to say it diminishes DeAndre Ayton's status with this team. And what I feel like they forget is the other half of the court. This system isn't built to make centers look better defensively. And we've seen that. There's been times throughout this stretch without DA that they've struggled uh, in the middle defensively. So I don't feel like that is uh, – there's two parts to this equation. And sure, offensively, some of these bigs are going to get their looks. There's going to be dunks because of just the way that, that Chris Paul and Devin Booker set guys up. But I do not feel like that diminishes what DeAndre Ayton's been able to do. And I feel like that's where people are trying to take this argument that anybody can be plugged in there and they'll be as successful as DeAndre Ayton and this team will be as successful as when they have DA. But it's just not the case on the defensive end. Of the Is that the argument we're making here? I've seen people make that argument well, listen, based off of listen, this. Listen, I'm not going to get into you know that QAnon bullshit. I'm not going to get into that. I believe that was DA and on. Yeah, DA and on. I'm not getting into that <laughs> bullshit. Like we've seen what DA can do. Like if you if you're not a believer by uh, in DA by now, and you think Javale McGee is the answer to all things that ill sons centered him, then you are absolutely out of your freaking mind. Like seriously, like we're really going to sit here and try to say that Bismack Biombo is every bit as good as DA in this system. That that freaking Jalen Smith, and, I, and I've been on Jalen Smith's side for the last two weeks, but that he's actually going to be able to contribute as much, if not more, than DeAndre Aiden in total. And that JaVel McGee is not going to trip over himself 45 times a game in an effort to catch one alley-oop dunk that's going to make you shit yourself. Like, that's that's the hill we want to die on today? Come on, man. Look, look man. Like, I was asleep for, like, the last 15 minutes. You know, you woke me up now. I'm here. Let's go. Uh, yeah, but look, but this is what we – this is the – this is – the reality of of the DA situation that people just want to go, well, look, hey, Bismack Biabo could score 16 points, but you don't look at the, the totality. If of, DA of left this franchise, the Suns would not be as good no. for at least five years. 
I don't. They suffer. You can see it in these. I games. know. I mean, oh my gosh, it just makes me so upset when people think that Da is just some simpleton that's playing this position. But the only reason why he's good is because he's been getting a lot of minutes or something <laughs> stupid. It's like he is just he's just good. And nobody wants to give him any love. I don't understand it. Not nobody. Some of you guys do, obviously. But I don't understand why people continuously want to say, well, but, but, but. It's like it's like saying, like, oh, Chris Paul came into the fold. He can score. We don't need Devin Booker. Like, what? No. <laughs> that's not how this works. I, oh, I agree. Derek, lazy is Derek what it in is. in the chat says, Sun System seems to be real. Uh, really give the big – Man, I set up for high rebounding, but more so offensive rebounding, which Aiton really shines with picking up trash for easy buckets. And I think that's I think that's fair because there's it's a high volume shooting. Uh, it, it sets guys up, and that's why Da doesn't need plays run for him because he is getting those buckets and, and there's rolls. Manny saying Da plays lazy. I hate this. No, I hate no, this. This no. false narrative. That's so. That's such a lazy take this narrative. year. I'm not gonna, I'm not it, gonna put it that. It's and it's, it's also such a lazy take if you even watch the playoffs. He doesn't play lazy. He absolutely doesn't play lazy. He's been busting his ass all season. I don't understand why anybody would watch him and be next to him or watch him courtside and say, oh, yeah, that guy doesn't play hard. Like, what? Yeah. Like, I, no, this isn't like this is an airplane where some stupid ass kid is coming into the cockpit <laughs> talking about you only play hard during the playoffs. No, my man has been busting his ass all season. People wanted him to dunk more because apparently that means and then he you're did aggressive. It. And he's been doing it. And now it's, oh, well, he's still lazy and he still does that. Like, how long are people going to hold that against D.A.? Enough with this, you know, this trashing DA stuff. I will not stand for it here ever. Ever! I agree, and it, it is frustrating. I do like, however, though, that, that guys like Bismack and Biombo and Jalen Smith uh, and JaVale, when, it, when he was in before health and safety protocols, is taking advantage of their opportunity, uh, are going in there and showing that, you have capable backups because that was the downfall of the Suns in the playoffs. They had nobody after DA from a big man perspective. Now you have a plethora of it. And I'm fine if you keep both Jalen Smith and Bismack Biombo on this roster, even if they don't play as a break glass in case of emergency. And then you look at Frank. He's a different kind of big that you can facilitate through. It gives Monty options. And that's what I want to see is Monty Williams having multiple options he can turn to. I this is what I this is where I think about the backup centers. Like I only think of basically two teams when I think of backup centers. Uh, in, in actually three teams. Let me let me take that back. I think about the Warriors. I think about the Nets, and I think about the Bucks. Those are the three teams that I feel like stand in the way of the Suns winning an NBA championship, and only those three teams. I don't care about anybody else. DA, you're going to need to show up big in the playoffs against the Warriors. That's just a fact because the Warriors are the best team in the NBA right now. They, they've played they've played at a very high level, and they're getting a key piece back, which we don't know which way that's going to go, right? No. Where everybody's kind of like wondering what's that. And the rumor is, is he's he might play on Sunday. Anyway, and then you got to think about the backup bigs. Let's say they had a rematch with the Bucks in the finals. Okay, DA gets into foul trouble. Who do you want to back him up? You have two legitimate centers now. And I'm going to throw Bismack in there before I throw in Jalen because of the actual f- 
physical uh, you know, uh, space that he occupies. Mm-hmm. Bismack is is a very strong guy. He seems very strong. And Javel, very lanky. That's going to give problems to the one, the only, Giannis, from getting all the way to the back basket the way he was in the finals. Because once DA came out, Frank Kaminsky wasn't saving anything. Absolutely anything. No. So I'm just saying, like, DA is just such a vital part of this. And he's so flexible because he matches up well against – Big teams like the Bucks and small teams like the Warriors. He just needs to show up on the offensive side of the ball more against those pesky little San Franciscans. And he still does. He still deserves the bag. I, I don't think any of this changes it. I, I don't understand that argument that I've seen online that somehow uh, the fact that Jalen Smith and Bismack Biombo have been able to play well, uh, you know, in his absence somehow makes it where he doesn't deserve deserve the max uh, we got to stop that like it should just be pencil that guy in for his money let's move on with that shit i don't i don't need to hear that anymore but it, it also what happens now is if you sign bismack biombo for the rest of the season which it looks like they should i mean it seems like they likely will your roster flexibility is a little different that's your final roster spot there so that means the only way you're going to add anybody else is cutting somebody, which uh, you can't do with Ish Wainwright. That's a two-way, so you you can't use that spot. So you'd have to be looking at, are we trading somebody? Do you consider cutting one of these guys, an Abdel Nader or Frank Kaminsky, if somebody comes open on the buyout market that you're more interested in? But you know what's nice about this is these are the kind of pro- these are first-world basketball problems. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that. You know, when you're when you have 28 wins, uh, you know, 29 wins in your first uh, handful of of games, in your first 37, you can think about these things. These become uh, chess moves that you have to worry about. And I like to be in that position. I'd rather be going, oh, this guy's in the buyout market. Who do we have to get rid of than going, oh, well, we've got this open spot and we're not going to do anything with it. Or worse, crap, we have all these holes, major holes to fill. How are we going to pull this off? Yeah, it's listen, John Humble says it perfectly in the chat. I love what we have moving forward. This is the roster we should roll with. I I basically feel like that right now. Like, I, I feel really good about this team. And if they do have to make a move, I feel, I feel confident in James Jones um, making a move that makes absolute sense. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, the only team – that James Jones feels like he needs to navigate around in order to make a move, I guarantee you is the is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I guarantee it. It's not even it's not Milwaukee, it's not it's not the Brooklyn Nets, it's the Golden State Warriors because I'm telling you that's the only team that stands in the way of the Suns returning back to the finals this year. Oh, and I I'd argue you're on equal footing there and that that even if you don't make a move that's a seven game battle if you if you face them in the playoffs that that's that's a coin flip right that that's how good these two teams are uh and but the problem is the warriors are better positioned to go big game hunting they have they have young yeah. capital they can deal mm-hmm. they still have some draft picks if they so choose to move those that could change the dynamic of all of this in the next six weeks is does Golden State push the chips to the center of the table and go, that's the guy, whoever it may be, whatever big name, that's the guy we're going after 
that's how we're going to win the West. And then how do you counter that as the Suns and, and James Jones? That's what I wonder about. It. I mean, schematically speaking, that's what makes this so fascinating is that those two teams can beat you in a, in a myriad of different ways. Yes. So how are they, how would they match up? When you watch tonight and you see the flexibility that the Suns have, they can beat you inside. They beat you from the perimeter. They can do everything. The Warriors are largely a perimeter-based team, but they will absolutely out-execute you if you are not ready to go on backdoor cuts. Mm-hmm. And we saw that in the last game on Christmas Day. So there's just so many factors out there for both of these teams. And you're right, the draft capital kind of scares me about the Warriors' flexibility to, to be able to do some things. But again, if you just make a few smart moves, sometimes you know it, the Warriors making a big move doesn't necessarily pay out because yeah. you kind of ruin chemistry because maybe if you go out uh, after another ball-dominant person, that's not going to work. you got to find somebody who's going to be a very, very good team player. There's not a lot of those types of dudes out there that can be as effective as as the Warriors would need to be in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, Warriors can try to play fantasy basketball if they so choose, but James Jones is going to have to play money ball. He's going to have to play smart and add those pieces around the fringe, but that's where he's proven to be at his best. So I, I feel comfortable with with being in that position. Uh, so uh, Black King in the chat says, I don't understand why the Suns don't play Jalen. Imagine Jalen and DA playing together. It would be insane and will improve our rebounding. And that's good when you have the Suns or when you see the Suns are being out rebounded. Those two guys don't work together. Why? They play the same position. No, they don't. Jalen Smith is not a power forward. Uh, Jalen Jay- Smith is not a center. Jalen Smith is then he's a tweener because he's not a power forward. He's he's been a tweener this whole when time. When he plays power forward, they, he gets shoved in a corner. He's not effective. The only time we've seen him be effective is when he's played center minutes. I don't think you can play these two guys together. That's the problem here. James Jones initially thought you would be able to. That's why he drafted him, and then they got a closer look, and they went, nah, this isn't going to work. Jalen Smith seems like he needs to be operating strictly in that paint and then can stretch from time to time to shoot that three, but that's the space DA needs to operate in. We're thinking about what? Three, four minutes a game, maybe. Make, you know, oh. maybe maybe three, four minutes a half. Like, I I don't see the problem with trying to experiment with something like that, especially if you have two bigs that can that can be flexible. You know, because because D A can hit the the elbow jumper. It's not really the three point shooter we would like him to be yet. Uh, Jalen Smith can hit the perimeter shot. He hit a couple threes tonight. You know, so I don't mind experimenting with it and see if that's something you might want to go back to the well on down the road there's nothing wrong with trying that out i think i think the misconception is is that they're both centers and i I think there's one thing to be seven foot tall and be a center and there's one thing to actually be a center and i've seen plenty of guys in the nba that were six nine six ten six eleven that played more like a center because they were able to hog up a lot of space take up a lot of room than a jalen smith who yeah the height and the numbers match up to being a, a a center but in real reality, like his play, his size lends himself more to be a stretch four than he is a power than he is a center. I, just, I don't see it. We've seen him try to play that position, and it has not worked. The only time we've seen him play well is at the five, and and that's I just the eye test leads me to believe that that's the position he plays. And if you put him next to Da, he's just not going to be as effective. So, uh, so how do you know that though? You haven't even played him minutes at the four, and he's not effective because he winds up sitting in the corner 
and staying around the perimeter. And if that's what you have Jalen Smith doing, Bro, I'd much rather have Cam you, Johnson or Mikael Bridges or Jay Crowder You've seen out him there. play the four for, what, a minute a game? Like, he was barely getting any run until DA left. I'm just telling you, I'd rather, I'd rather those minutes go to Jay, McHale, and Cam. Why, why even mess with it when you know those guys can get the job done? Speaking of Cam Johnson, Brittany Price in the chat. First one of all, McHale and Chris Cam is, are never playing the four. Cove so. Crazy said, Cam Johnson creeping up to be my second favorite player. So easy to root for. What do you mean they don't play the four? He's not, he's not a four. Cam Johnson started at the four That tonight. doesn't mean he's a four, though. If he's playing the position, why isn't he a four? It, you could play three uh, small forwards and not have one be designated as a power forward, they, especially when you're talking about switching. Okay, fine. Jesus Posi- Christ, this isn't the 1980s. Positionalist basketball, then. I'd rather have Mikhail, Cam, so or Jay out there. So if it's positionalist basketball, why not put Jalen Smith out there and be- see how it goes? Because it's the same space that he and oh DA God. need to operate in. No. It's nice for you to be so wrong and yet so no, I'm, so dude, passionate I, I, about dude, it. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I've seen this. I played this. Like I know what the fuck oh, this is. You've been a six ten guy Christ. that that no, but I've seen other six ten dudes yeah, that couldn't right. hold their weight down so low as a center. I was paid like, for five years to watch eighty two games of basketball, just as good as anybody else. So it doesn't make any sense. Like why why would you be able to interchange? Cam and Mikhail more than you could even try to experiment with Jalen because, because if you have two bigs and you can interchange them down low or at the perimeter, why not try to see if that works? Because, because that might be the one thing you can expose the Warriors. Are with. you gonna are you gonna put Da out on the perimeter? You can put him on the elbow, I, like I, the high I, low could work. I, then you're just taking Da out of the position that he succeeds in. <sighs> I just don't see the two of them working. That I I don't see it. So, so in your estimation, we got to have four fucking guys on the goddamn bench that all play the same position, and only one of them can be on the court at one time after another. No, I actually think you need to trade Jalen Smith still. And well, ta- that's not take the, it that's and not add a player. Here. I just I don't see Jalen Smith playing the four you know, I, until we see it. That's fine. But I, he but, is like, a four. Is he? Yes. He's playing center. Good for and him. He's playing five. Fantastic. And he's kicking ass tell me at if that. He, tell me if he's playing the five when JaVel and DA come back. Then I'll say, okay, he's a five. He won't Tim, be. Tim from Phoenix says, see what happens when Lindsey is not? Yeah, shit gets entertaining. Like, <laughs> yeah, guys, we, we won the basketball game tonight. Shut up, Jacob. Jacob, nobody asked you, all right? I, mean, I just, be, I just hate happy. this preconceived notion that Oh, every NBA player has to fit one mold. I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I just I think his skill set fits that. Not that his he skill has- set absolutely dictates that he's a four. He's not a banger down low. He gets abused by bigger guys. How would he be a five? He's a we. I think we both agree he's a tweener. He's yes. not really right for either position, which is the problem. But, Thank you. But you're more right than I am on that. Well, no, I think we're, I think we're equally <laughs> wrong right we're... now. Is is really what it comes down to. Uh, Jesse says sticks is an interesting at four, but my biggest hesitation is his three point shooting. He's under twenty percent in his NBA career. Granted, small sample size, but need to be much improved to play the four. I mean, he showed tonight that he can step back and, Jesse, and we're, hit him. We're, we're, how did Kittel Marte do this year? Okay. Go somewhere else. <laughs> was that Jesse Friedman? Yes, Jesse Friedman. Oh my gosh! I didn't even. Yeah, you just moved along <laughs> like he wasn't even part of our PH. Sorry, network. Jesse. I'm just reading right now. Uh, <laughs> Long John Silver eighty five. Now Saul isn't spitting facts. Uh, Chico Espo doubting sticks after five straight good games. Whack! I said he's playing good at center. That's not oh, doubting yeah. him. 
Uh, Saul, I heard Espo hates friends. Get him, Crash Pop. <laughs> all right. Look. Okay. The Suns won tonight. That's what, something we can all agree we on. Can, well, I, math does. Math does. Dick. Oh, hey. <laughs> it, it's, it's the VIP lounge. We forgot that. The Jacob going rogue on this oh, show. Oh, did you re- see him in the chat? He's telling people he'll take this stream down at any point he wants. So. Uh, the power has gone to his head. Yeah. But, yeah, the your Phoenix Suns win 123-110 over the New Orleans Pelicans uh, with a odd combination of heroes tonight. Uh, Devin Booker, 33 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Pismac Biombo fills the stat sheet. Everybody got a little... Uh, oh, McBlue, but Jay is a strong dude. That's the thing. Like, he doesn't have to be a banger, but he has to hold his own physically against other fours or fives even, and Jay can do that at a much better clip than Jalen Smith can. Just letting you know that. So you just admitted that Jalen Smith shouldn't play four because he was talking about playing four too there. Is it, you no, think- I'm, like if he can, if he, if I'm talking about being a banger, like Jake isn't, a, he said Jay isn't a banger, which I would kind of disagree with. Yeah, I mean, that's he's, pretty much what he's predicated. Yeah, in. and so like, yeah, no, I, th- I think Jalen Smith is a tweener compared to Jay. Yeah, okay. We agree We agree so, on that. All yeah. right, we're in the same spot there. Uh, so final thoughts on the evening. Uh, nod, <laughs> non-big man center position. So, By, by the way, uh, how refreshing is it to be arguing that there's too much talent at the center spot <laughs> in Phoenix? Something we never imagined we, we ever would be saying in <laughs> this town. No one missed Shama tonight. You're damn right nobody <laughs> missed him. He's probably watching this show right now. Well, I'm probably giving us ourselves way too much credit. But uh, if he was watching this, Landry, you got to step your game up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Nobody missed Shamit tonight. Definitely not the Suns. They uh, had six guys. Just when he finally fades. had a good game. Yeah. Well, Isn't that, <laughs> that sad? Yeah. Well, look, the Suns tonight, we didn't touch on this. This is, this is crazy. The Suns shot 17 of 31 from deep. They shot 54.8% from beyond the arc. That's effectiveness right there. That That's effective. And that's with, uh, you know, a, a couple guys going 0 for from behind the arc. So, but that's that's the difference here. Jim, Tim from Phoenix, Jay Jackson airballing his first three gave me bad flashbacks. <laughs> for a second there, the, he's right. It, it, for a second there, I was like, wait, Josh Jackson was out there? Oh, wait. Yeah. Nope. Nope, just another Jackson. Just Justin Jackson. Manny C says, and Espo should ask Saul, oh, yeah? You ever play one-on-one with Book? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You, you ever this catch lobs from That's an NBA right. All-Star? My bad. No. My All bad. right? We don't have to My say bad. what it was like. So uh, so final thoughts for me is just simply uh, this, and you made this point earlier, Saul, but the, when this team can win – in any way, they they just it doesn't matter at what point things look uh, you know a little questionable. New Orleans cut this to a two point game in the fourth, and yet it comes at you from every direction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It could be Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, uh, Bismack Biombo. It, it does not matter. They find a way to do it, and and I love that about this team. And I'm also glad that Chris Paul back uh, addition that rocked everybody. Yeah, no, I, I like. It, Again, this is all a process. 
oh man, we're finally in the second part of the year. Well, we'll soon to be in the second part of the year. And uh, I always, to me, it always felt like once we got to January, especially after the football playoffs are over, that's when the NBA season like really took off. That's when the eyes will be on it. And this team is just trying to find its groove. It's trying to find, you know, trying to, to, to finesse and fine tune some things because this stretch is probably going to be as important um, as it ever has been. It's going to be similar to last year, to be yeah. honest, with the Jazz and, and Suns kind of neck and neck for that number one seed. And this year, I think the number one seed absolutely makes a big difference because the Warriors are a very strong team at home compared to the road. And I'm just dead set that that's going to be the Western Conference Finals and nobody can change my mind. I, you know, and the the Jazz may be in there to try to muck up that, you know, no, who's one frauds. and two, but, but come playoff time, they've never proven it. We have not yeah. seen this group prove it. So in, until they do, I'm not concerned with them in the playoffs. This is going to be an interesting stretch run. We're, we're about a, I think we're a few days away from seeing those first returns on all-star votes too, yeah. which will spark all sorts of debates when we inevitably see somehow Clay Thompson has more votes than Devin Booker or some stupid shit like that. So we'll have yeah. plenty to talk about tomorrow's show going to be audio only. You can find that wherever you get podcasts. So Search for that. Don't forget to hit the like button, uh, subscribe, and uh, and rate and review any of our shows. And also head over to gophnx.com. You can sign up for one of our memberships. If you sign up for the annual, you're going to get a free T-shirt with that. If you sign up month to month, you get that first month for $0.50. Cents. And then also head over to the PHNX locker. We've got fantastic merch, some really cool shirts and sticker packs that uh that will blow your mind you can actually see here i'll show here's some of the stickers on the laptop if you're watching on the youtube channel so you can follow him on social on, on twitter at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there because we don't know if he's a four or five so it's somewhere in between much like the underscore stretch two stretch two <laughs> i'm just stretched out that's uh, uh i'm much i'm much wider than i used to be you can follow me at aspo you can follow the show at phnx underscore all the rage i felt I, earlier I thought you were just high i didn't know oh, I uh, well, i'm not gonna tell you how to follow jacob because he doesn't deserve it but thanks for producing anyways jacob uh we'll talk to you tomorrow and this broadcast right now <laughs> until then ahoy hoy <laughs>